I would like to invite you to observe a day in the life of the stereotypical digital worshiper. At a precise and predetermined time, our subject is hijacked from the rest with the repeated and increasingly loudening buzzes from her phone, carefully positioned within reach of her bed. She reaches from under the covers and silences the alarm with a quick swipe of her thumb. She has been digitally aroused, which may take on a whole different meaning later in the day, given statistics. A moment later, she stretches the power cord as far as allowed, further than the frayed cable and exposed wires recommend. She has stretched and twisted that cord one too many times. Her eyes adjust to the glowing screen. She is slowly coming to life with the nurturing help of her device. Having silenced the alarm, she checks social media to see what others have considered worth informing the digital world about while she was asleep. Her eyes scan headlines that report increasing global crises, accompanied by the furious comments of her friends, family, and coworkers, quickening her heartbeat before she's even thought about exercise. With another click, she has left her social circle for email and begins to browse through her collected mailbox. She sorts between daily real estate updates in her desired neighborhood, a reminder of what she doesn't have, promotions for local events fueling her fear of missing out, and work-related updates stirring anxiety and frustration for the day ahead. The mind that was sound asleep minutes ago is now swimming with a flurry of information. You're listening to the Theology of Music podcast. Follow on YouTube and Instagram, support through buymeacoffee.com, and subscribe to the only podcast exploring the hidden ecosystems within the theology of Christian music through unique and uniting conversations. Welcome to the Theology Music Podcast. My name is Joel. Today I am, as I said, joined by Jeff Mingy, who is a uh, SBCV, so South Southern Baptist Convention of Virginia, regional strategist. Uh, he used to be, at the time of this uh, recording, he at the time of this release, he will be no longer the pastor of Catalyst Church in, in Newport News, Virginia, and he will be full-time with SBCV. He is also an author of a couple other books, but the book that we're going to be talking about today, once again, is Digital Dominion, Five Questions Christians Should Ask to Take Control of Their Digital Devices. Jeff, what a pleasure to have you on. As an old friend, just, I mean, obviously, other things, but just to have you on. Uh, Joel, I am absolutely honored. Uh, it's good to see you again. Good to catch up. Love the podcast. Uh, listened recently to your episode with Kristen Clark about kids and media and uh, just a fascinating podcast. I appreciate what you're doing, man, and I'm honored to be here. Okay. Stop with the pleasantries. That was too much. That was... No, no. no I've was, got more if you need them. I've got plenty more. Like, <laughs> I will I will not say no. So, so if you guys are listening, obviously... You, there, Jeff and I have known each other for a long time. When I was in Virginia, back in ministry, Jeff was a fellow pastor, but he was the lead pastor of a church while I was a worship pastor. And Jeff and I had, <laughs> we met at the weirdest circumstance. We both knew and, and loved this man named Keith McMinn, who is a pastor at a church in, in Virginia as well, in Yorktown called Bethel Baptist Church. And uh, he's a great friend of both of us. And they, he, Keith is a fantastic uh, leader of his ministry within the worship ministry. I, I don't know of anyone else who really can lead as well as he does as far as just like, not even vision, but how he, how he cares for each person and how he cares for the ministry. And one of the ways that he did that was he does this songwriters retreat and he takes his songwriters of his group in the worship ministry and he takes them to a retreat and he then has other people come to bless them. So he doesn't, he just puts this thing on and then he gets people that he likes and friends that he likes to come bless his people. So Jeff was the guy who spoke and I was the guy who led worship and we had never met before. 
and that's i don't know jeff and i we hit it off our wives were there so because of that we hit it off too there's some crazy stories we could talk about in after the paywall because we'll wait so that it's not on not out there but just the fact like we met from there and then we were, i feel like we established a pretty wonderful deep friendship from then on and then we just stayed in close contact and met pretty regularly jeff was a great mentor of mine as i kind of worked through ministry struggles and philosophy differences but yeah it, it was so cool how the lord kind of orchestrated that and how it brought us together Absolutely. And we were catching up. Our wives knew each other before we knew each other. Your, That's true. Uh, Joanna taught our youngest when uh, he was uh, K3, K4, so early, early on. So, yep. Can yep. you believe it now that your kids are so old? You know, man, we're just uh, enjoying the ride and trying not to rush the process, which is way <laughs> easier said than done. So, is, as, as you know, you girls. For real. The question is, are any of your kids taller than you guys yet? Oh, yeah. Aiden is right there. <laughs> How does that Aiden, feel? Our oldest, uh, well, I, it, it, nothing I can do about it, you know? <laughs> um, you knew this day yeah. was coming. I, I did. I did. Yeah. It's fun, man. Love watching them come into their own and figure stuff out. And Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm pretty sure I could guess that this, they were a big part in your, a big part in your mind, in your thought processes as you were kind of thinking through this book, right? Other books that you've talked about, because you had called it, called to uh, cooperate, which was basically this idea that, you know, we, we are called to be team, team, teammates rather than enemies, right? There's, and then you talked about forgiveness and you've had like a heart for the church. You've had a heart for people in ministry. You've had a heart for unity in the faith. But then this book came comes about, which is Digital Dominion, which I definitely think is uh, it's kind of shifts your tone away from the previous two books. So what about like I, I you know we knew each other back when I was in ministry, and then when you were serving as a pastor as well, um, when we were younger in ministry. Now we're older. What what about your time in ministry informed how you approached this book? Yeah, there's a lot, and parenting, the parenting side of that is certainly uh, an aspect. The, the book started as a paper for uh, Bruce Ashford, a class I was taking at Southeastern on faith and culture, and um, he, he basically just said, pick a topic, let's wrestle with it, and then you're going to write a paper. And I, I chose um, the digital world, like how do we navigate that as, as Christians? And um, he encouraged me after I submitted the paper, he said, you should really you should really turn this into into a book. And so I chased that idea. As I was going through uh, ministry and leadership and parenting, I'm, I'm watching people use the digital world. Right. Um, I had written this paper, applied this idea of what does it look like to think biblically and critically about the digital world. Um, Dr. Ashford, Leslie Newbig, and other, others had, had really informed those thinkings. But then I'm looking at the people around me and I'm like, man, I, that, that, that lady is always on her phone. Right. Or that guy, man, like he is always posting. Um, and of course, you know, like, like anybody else, I was much more aware of other people's problems than my own. Right. But the more I looked at them, the more I realized, oh, wait a minute. I'm on my phone a lot. I'm on my devices a lot. And uh, those devices can bring great gain but they can also, you know, bring great harm. Right. Um, and I didn't like who I was becoming. You, you know, I'm sitting there scrolling away, and yeah. Lauren, my wife, will say the same thing to me two or three times, and I never hear her because I'm scrolling. Yeah. I'm like, man, I, I don't like who I'm becoming. So um, that's, that's where I dove into this book and said, okay, hold on. Let me, let me think about what, 
God has created this world in which we live. Mm-hmm. He's given us this command to, to, to have dominion. Right. And I don't think that just applies to dirt. Yeah. Right? I think it applies to what we form from the dirt as well. So, man, how does that apply to our digital world? So, um, yeah, I, I did. I, I wrote with a, hopefully a ministerial eye um, and, and hopefully a ministerial tone. But yeah. Man, what does it look like for us? Because the digital world's not going away. No. It's, it's not. And, and thank God for things like this podcast and the digital <laughs> platforms, right? I mean, we, we can use that. Stop. Uh, use. Um, but, but, man, we, if, if we're not careful, this could lead us all kinds of places right. that we never intended to go. And the, so if you're wondering, as a listener, we're wondering at home, like, how does this apply to the theology of music? I mean, so as a worship pastor... One of the rules I put, and I, I think I talked about this a while ago with a guy named Jason Stinson, I guess I had originally on the podcast, and I said on Sunday mornings, I told people, you're not allowed to have your phone out in the green room, because that would happen a lot. So like in this digital world, right, you're, you're, you're supposed to be, if you have, especially if multiple services, you're in the green room, you're, you're supposed to be chatting with your teammates and, you know, being, being fellowshipping and being in communion, community with them and but so often you find these guys just scrolling through Instagram and I'm thinking, so what's the difference? What, what's the difference between the Sunday morning, what we're doing and what you do at home? Because there isn't, you're doing the same thing you're doing. It's just, you took a, you took a break to lead the people of God in worship through song. And then you're back to scrolling on your phone. Oh, oh, it's call time. We got to go back up on stage. Let's take a break. So it's almost like for my worship musicians, what we were doing was just a break from what they typically do, not really like, we. this is why we're here, and your phone is the break. It was the opposite, which is what you're kind of saying, and even in this this quote uh, from that I read in the beginning, it's everything else is actually just a break from your digital life, not your digital life is a break from your, your daily normal life outside of in the, re- in the real world, right? And so I think it's, uh, that to me, when I instantly thought of this book, I thought about that. I thought to those moments where I'd have, I'd have fellow pastors on their phones all the time, just, you know, in interactions with people or, uh, worship, le- like worship memes and worship leader problems, memes, and like how there's meme pages now for worship leaders and worship fails and all this kind of stuff. And we've created this interesting new scape uh, place where we can kind of like interact with each other, but is it really good interactions and all that? So I, I thought that was really cool. And you, that was even convicting to me when I first was reading the book. I also don't like that you say that in this that stupid person's day where you go looking at homes and look, thinking about things you don't have. Okay, you shut up. You stay away from my Zillow's, <laughs> Zillow 10 homes I think you'll love. Hey, man. You stay uh, away from I, I only write it because I know it, man. We've been there. We've been there. Um, I thought I you were looking that. at my phone. I was like, how does he know? Yeah. No, not, not, not by a long shot. Looking at my own. Um, I mean, I, I love the the fact that you applied that to the green room, because I, I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought of that. That's a great that's a great example, and I I try to dive in in the book of, man, what what place should your phone have in the Sunday gathering? And it it may be that one of the Lord's intentions for the Sunday gathering is for you to leave the phone in the car, right, right, and disconnect. And and so yeah, I asked that question in the book. Do you know how to disconnect? Do you know when to unplug and how to unplug? Yeah, because um, we don't. Right. And, you know, I, I had someone, so I was talking to someone last night about just life and we we're kind of drumming up some ideas about what he wanted to do with his life. Someone I knew, knew and I discipled back at back in ministry. And he kept thinking, he was like, I don't know if 
sometimes I wonder if I love money. And we talked through like what it means to figure out if you love money. And everything always comes down to an identity. Is is the thing that you're pursuing giving you worth and then without it you feel less and so it's the same thing with your phone and your digital your digital life if i were to suddenly stop being on social media do i feel like i would be a less of a person and i think that's a great question to ask yourself is is that are you actually taking dom- dominion over the digital world or is the digital world taking dominion over you and the hard part like you you've even said and maybe you can speak to this because i in i hate social media often i hate instagram because it's just it sucks all my time but the podcast like I have to be in this world of Instagram and social media because I have to help keep giving the podcast a presence, like you said, in the digital world. Because just having a podcast doesn't cut it anymore. So for you, like how have you, how have you kind of navigated now as you've finished this book? How, do you, how have you maybe changed how you navigate or how do you even navigate? I mean, as you're promoting your book, you have to promote it through the internet and through social media. Like how do you even navigate that? Yeah, it's it's a challenge, and it's funny. Almost every time I grab my phone now, I have the thought, "I wrote a book on this." <laughs> you know, it's like, wait, can I even do this? So, um, uh, one of the things I did while I was writing the book is I deleted um, all social media accounts from my phone. Mm. It's just I, I didn't like the way I've, I've I was using them. Um, and so I, I recently downloaded Instagram and Facebook back onto my phone, but it, that's temporary. They're, they're not there to stay. Um, so that, that was part of my way of saying, you know what, I'm going to exercise dominion over this. I'm going to control this rather than letting it control me. But you're right. It, it's a tension. And um, yeah, e- even as I post about the book, man, is, is this some sort of sinful self-platform building? Uh. You look at me or, or is this simply... Hey, I, I think the Lord has used me to make a helpful resource, and I, if I don't tell you about it, man, nobody else is. I, I can't assume right. that somebody else is going to. Um, so yeah, I think platform building can be a very unhealthy thing. Um, I don't think it necessarily has to be. Um, yeah, but that's that is a a, a very. Um, I'm 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 a new guy to the platform field, and I'm not like I'm not. That's not my goal, right? Um, so I could be very wrong on that, but but I I think you're right in in bringing out that tension. Yeah, well, and and you know, as I was talking to this guy, I, I said being out of ministry occupationally has been super helpful because it's given me a perspective on what I was like within ministry. Where at times, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, you can tell me I'm stupid, but it feels like we we really did over spiritualize things that were sim- a lot simpler than they needed to be than they we made them out to be. Like this, like promotion. It there's yes, there's off is a good it's good to think through what's my motive, what am I, why am I doing this? But more often than not, our motives aren't at aren't sinful. They're act- we're going for the, like, we're just, like you said, I, I, I have this on my heart to write this book. I wrote this book to write the, to release a book and promote it. I have to use social media. And so like, but there's this, there's this someone in our ear and I don't know where that comes from. If it's our, if it's the, our conscience and the Holy spirit, or if it's the world, or if it's this over spiritualization that you get from some for being in ministry. Hey, hold on, Jeff. I don't, are you sure you're doing this for the Lord rather than just saying like, no, I know I'm doing this for the Lord. Like I, I posted on my Instagram for my podcast. It's it's not for me. I'm like I'm just doing it for the Lord. Like, what do you think? Yeah, I I think um, I think you're right. We we do. It's I mean it's easy to over spiritualize anything. Right. Um. Uh, you know that it's that's a cop out in in some ways. Um. Uh, but I, I think 
I think it's a, a good and healthy thing for, for me to practice self-examination, right? A, a, am, I, am I doing this for the Lord or am I doing it for me? Am I, am I doing ministry in the flesh or in the, in the spirit? Like, wh- yeah. where, where am I at? I think, I think self-examination is a good thing, but self-infatuation is a bad thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so when, when I spend all of my time thinking about, man, why am I doing this? What is my motive? Instead of thinking about the Lord, well then, yeah, my motive's wrong. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's it's. Um, I think it was Packer that said the the spirit is most at work when you are most aware of Christ. Mm. Right. And and so, if I'm if I'm thinking about my own motives to the point of not thinking about Christ's motives, then yeah, I'm, I'm in the wrong. Yeah, that's I'm a good in point. the wrong. Um, so yeah, I, I and, and that's you know. Um, Social media and, and, and our, our digital devices are, are such interesting things in, in that regard. I mean, our devices can, and I think they naturally do, say, you're important, like, you, you're the center of the world. Let's, let's get this thing right. right. Um, and even, even social media, I mean, um, I, I, I saw a meme the other day that was critical of the church, which that's not uncommon. No. Um, but all of a sudden, I found my, my head and my heart just going places it didn't need to go. And um, so I'm thinking about this meme, and I'm getting angry, and I'm getting frustrated, and I'm getting anxious. And um, so I, I get in the car to drive home. I had a long, long drive um, and put on a number of podcasts. This was one of them. And I found that, man, you know, the, the <laughs> Lord was using these digital devices to help. Right. Like, I, you know, on the one hand, I saw the meme, I got discouraged, the digital device was not helpful. On the other hand, I was able to listen to encouraging, thought-provoking podcasts that pointed me to the Lord, and I was helped. So um, I tried to be careful in the book not to say, "You you need to log off, period. Or you need to log on, period. But to say, man, you need to think about how you do what you're doing. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, introspection will never be a bad thing, but like you said, but self-infatuation will be. So so the question, though, that kind of comes to my mind is, so if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I'm not necessarily critical of pastors. I'm critical of the institutional church and how we've built up pastors to be these, you, you could say a celebrity pastor is in every pulpit in America in many ways because we make the pastor, the lead pastor, the guy. Everything has to go through him. Everything has to happen from him. We always need his opinion. He always needs to be involved, right? And so, therefore, we create this pedestal for this person. Do you think that that this lack of good digital d- dominion has kind of added to that? Or do you think, like, uh, unhealthy relationship with social media and digital dominion, like, what do you think that's done to the pastorate, like the lead pastorate? Sure, yeah, yeah I, I definitely think uh, a failure to exercise digital dominion has had a negative effect. Um, in, in this regard. On the one hand, because um, as, a, as somebody who looks up to pastors and I'm going to retweet certain guys and I'm going to post clips of certain guys mm-hmm. and um, Alistair Beggs, the, the, the man on the middle cross that I could I come mean, that's video. A, that's, a like, great, that's a great clip. Yeah, it, it is. And, and, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to show Now, does, does that mean I'm making Alistair Begg a celebrity pastor? N- n- not necessarily, but... Right. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to share those things. You, uh, one of your podcast guests recently said celebrity is going to happen, right? I mean, it, it, it's, it's natural. Um, so uh, on the one hand, as a user, yes, I can, 
I, I can uh, fall into that. And as somebody who has preached and led and been quoted on social you media, have? yeah, I, I can. <laughs> well, hey, man, thanks. I, you know, I can find my heart and my head going places it doesn't need to go. Now, the reality is, I've also been quoted to the negative. Mm. Um, I mean, th there are YouTube videos criticizing me, and you know, what? I, yeah, <laughs> you, you know, it is what it is, is man. Uh, yeah, have, I, I haven't watched them. I've just heard of them. Um, but it's, it's like, man, I can become um, unnecessarily depressed right. if I think about those things. You know, um, the human heart is fickle, man. It, it, it is. And so if I take too much pleasure in the praise of a human heart, I'm, my head's going to get too big. And if I take too much... Um, kind of melancholy or depression in, in the criticism, I'm going to fall apart. Right. Um, so uh, again, man, how do I exercise dominion in that is going to, is going to play a part. So yeah, the celebrity pastor culture, um, it, it's an important part. And you wonder, man, would we even have celebrity pastors if there were no digital devices? I think the answer is yes, right? Cause I they'd agree. write books. They'd write books. They just wouldn't post posts. But, right. But I also think there'd be celebrities too, because it's just how the how we've modeled interacting with the with the the local pastor in our in our context, which is like I said, it's just lead pastors everything. He he is everything that of the church, and the church rises and falls on this person. That to that to me just equates a celebrity because you've given him this this extra worth that. I think scripture doesn't necessarily give to the, the local pastor in a, in a local church context. It's more to shepherd the people, to not be the guy, uh, which I've, I've, I joke about this podcast often. I say, I think pastors need to be bivocational because they need to have a boss that reminds them that they're not the biggest thing in the world and not the most important person. You know, have a boss who's like, I don't appreciate your work. To have a bad boss reminds you you're not that great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and re remember, you know, as a, as a pastor, I would try to remind myself and the other elders, we are not at the top of the pyramid mm -hmm. for Catalyst Church, right? We, we would write out the org chart and Jesus would be on the top of the org chart. Right. You know, and on the one hand, it's kind of like, oh, that's cheesy. Jesus, nah, it's a Jesus visual. on the top of right? the org chart here at Catalyst. It's a, well, it was a visual reminder for us, man. You're, you're not the, you're not the chief of this thing what were you about to say were you about to say a cuss word i feel like you're about to say i something. don't think so <laughs> you're like you're not the anyway the head the head is what but yeah no there you go so i would say too and <laughs> i love that you give the one of the great things about your book is it, it's balanced and it's nuanced but it's pointed and it gives it gives um leeway for people to have different convictions so for me right like from my past the the, the experience that i've gone through with church hurt and my my issues with celebrity culture in any local context right I've I've now said I'm not going to post or repost. I even don't, won't repost any clips from my church just because that's just my conviction is like I can't. And so even I had to tell one of my friends who we would send posts back and forth to each other. Hey, don't send me any clips anymore from pastors just because my conviction is I don't want to I don't want to contribute in any way to maybe blurring the line of celebrity pastor or not. Right. And so that's just my conviction. But that I'm still I believe that's still the. Uh, exerting digital domain dominion because I'm saying in my experience how I interact with social media and the internet I I'm convicted I don't want to do this but I think that's a good I know it's a good thing to do and I think it's a good thing for the other people who say well I I'm convicted not that way I'm convicted this way and I'm gonna exercise my digital dominion this way and I like that I like that 
there is a little bit of nuance in your book too, where you say it's not just get rid of social media because if you just get rid of social media, as you say in one of the, the chapters, like you're losing the opportunity to minister to, you know, ha- most of the world. I mean, that's one of the things like TikTok, for all its terribleness, people tell you you have to be on TikTok if you want to reach people, which is stupid, and I hate TikTok. But there is there is some credence to that to say if if a social media platform is blowing up and you want to be someone who impacts the culture in a positive way and reach them with your content, you have to do that. So what do you think about that? Like, let's say you are writing another book and another social media platform comes out and your marketing people are like, you got to get on that. What do you, what would you do? Well, I, first of all, I'd be shocked that I have marketing people. Like, I'm, man, I must be, maybe I'm a celebrity pastor <laughs> if I have marketing people. I'm, you are, you're going to become uh, one, you'll become yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, so I'm I'm not on I'm not on TikTok. Uh, I, I haven't figured that one out yet. Um, I just haven't uh, jumped into that water. Um, Chris Martin's book Terms of Service is a tremendously helpful book in thinking critically about social media um, as a, as a Christian. Um, I, I do think it's important to go where people are. I mean, that's one of the reasons in the church planning conversations uh, we're having today. There's a big emphasis on planting churches in the city because that's where people are, they're in the city. Well, if people are flocking online, um, then, well, we need to think, are we having a missional presence online? Right. Um, uh, and that's, that's the, the last chapter is, am I being missional with my digital devices? Am I making much of the glory of Christ? Years ago, uh, a pastor preached a, a, a sermon that, that became rather well-known about collecting seashells. Um, and right, he said to this group of 20-year-olds, don't give your life collecting seashells. He told the story of this retired couple, look, Lord, at our seashells. We spent the last years of our lives collecting don't seashells. Don't waste your life. Don't waste your life, right? That's what he, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, sharp book. Um, but anyway, I, I, I kind of closed the book saying, man, that was 20 years ago. And a lot of those 20-year-olds said, yes, I don't want to give my life collecting seashells. But here we are clicking next episode on Netflix. Stop it. Right? I mean, we're collecting digital seashells. Look, Lord, here's how many episodes I watched, right? Um, nah, it's not the, that's not the point. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we've got to wrestle with, man, am, am I using this device for missional, missional purposes? Um, whether that's as I engage in this new platform or this next platform or whether I abstain from it. Right. Um, why am I doing what I'm doing? As someone who's making his way through a thousand episode anime right now, stop it. Get away from me. Stop. I don't like how you're just convicting me and everything I'm doing. Get out of this. No, man. Well, no, man. I'm, I'm with you. I am, I am right there with you. W- one of the things that I found in my research for this, this, this book was um, there's an interview with the CEO of Netflix. I don't know if he's still the CEO or if they were at the time, but he's talking about their competition. And he says the chief, the number one competitor for Netflix time. is sleep. Oh, sleep. It's sleep. Sleep. I was like, wow. I was shocked. It's, you know, um, so that his, his goal, the, the goal of Netflix is to prevent you from going to sleep mm. and instead to get you to click next episode. Man, that that is the opposite of the Lord gives to his beloved sleep. Yeah. And I mean, as someone who has, you know, so, so Joanna and I, we like to watch uh, a show on Sunday night as part of our like 
rest and we watched our favorite show. We just finished the first two seasons is The Mole. It's a fantastic, a fantastic show on Netflix. Not that I'm promoting. Now that like it's terrible. It feels terrible <laughs> to promote a show on Netflix after you're like, Netflix, nah, nah. Netflix doesn't yeah. want you to sleep. But anyway, yeah. it was like we would watch. It was a very compelling show. It's a reality show about eliminating people based on like trickery and stuff like it's really cool. It's really interesting. But that was it was that kind of thing where we'd be like. It's we'd start watching it at like eight or so, and now we get about about an hour long episode, and so you get to like nine, and you go, should we watch another one? And that thought, that thought of like, well, that would mean I still have to shower. Yeah, you still have to do your hair. Mm. And then the kids, who's getting up with the kids? Like all those thoughts, because Netflix is going, hey, do you want right. to? Sure, you don't want to watch another one? It's really right. good. In fact, you don't even have to click yes. We're going to assume you want to watch it's the next episode. It's going to start in ten seconds. And uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's a challenge. So what about, uh, so as, as we're kind of, so we got a couple more minutes before we go behind the paywall and then we can get real spicy if, if whatever you want to talk about. Um, for you, what do you think, What what is your hope? You kind of hinted at it a little bit. What's your hope for this book? What do you, what do you want to see? It's like in a, in a perfect world, what would happen from this book? Would you, would you speak on it? Would you, would it be, you know, top 10 book in the United States like what what's would it how would it change people how would it change churches in America like all that kind of stuff. like what when you dream about the, the impact of this book what do you what do you see yeah my, my hope is that we can be more careful if you could raise a devices. wave a magic wand that stupid right. question you always gave me <laughs> yeah yeah man if you could if you could wave a magic wand what would you how, how would this work out um I, I would love for people to be more careful more intentional with their devices in such a way that they love jesus more mm-hmm. right i mean that's what we want we want we want um our our affections to burn hotter um and and that's only going to happen or one of the ways that's going to happen is as we take advantage of the situation the Lord has put us in. I mean, the, our digital devices are great tools. Uh, let's use them well, right. um, both so that we love Jesus more, so that those around us love Jesus more, and so that people we don't and won't ever meet right, love, love Jesus more. Um, so, I, man, I, I would love uh, for for people to engage more intentionally, which again is going to mean some people saying, you know what, I need to put away the phone and be present with my family. That, that's a win. And that's going to mean other people saying, you know what, I need to pick up my phone and post something about Jesus, not about my political view right now. I, I, I need to adjust what I, my, my approach. So um, both of those would be wins. And at the end of the day, man, if if I can leverage my digital devices better, then the book was a win. Right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Um, yeah. I, I write in the introduction, I am far more concerned with my own use of digital devices than anybody else's. So yeah. um, there's hopefully there is not one word in the book that is... Um, critical of others before it's critical of myself i'm i am all too aware of my own need to exercise digital dominion and the joy that's on the other side of it i I, you know uh, i'm i'm um uh i find great joy in exercising dominion over these devices um so i want to experience more of that okay so I've got a couple questions that we're going to ask after the pay paywall to entice people. One, if you're thinking about this, 
what is your most embarrassing confession that you could say about how you've utilized digital media and stuff like that? So like get a confession about honestly, if you, your lowest moment with digital, maybe it doesn't have to be super serious. It could be, it doesn't have to be so dark. Like you didn't, you didn't, you didn't like uh, swat someone or anything like that. If people don't even know what that is. <clears throat> um, and then the other question is, uh, do you think pa- the lead pastor should be following everyone on social media to know what they're posting? Should the, should the lead pastor of a church know what the church is posting? Because I've had conversations with people at all different ages and the majority of the older people said no. And I just wanted to say it's because you're old. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so those are, th- those are two questions we're going to look at as, as other things probably too. But the two questions Jeff's going to ask uh, answer after the paywall are is his most embarrassing confession he can have towards his use of digital media, and then whether he thinks pastors should know what his what the congregants are posting. But with that, Digital Dominion, when when will it be out officially? So it'll be out at the end of July. I believe July 22nd is when it's um, out. It's available for pre-order now on 10ofthose.com as well as Amazon. Sounds good. And they can follow you on, on social media? Or t- yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I am um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and, and Twitter. Uh, it's just Jeff Mingi, M-I-N-G-E-E. Sounds good. So guys, thank you so much for listening. Those of you guys who are not members, you're going to want to become a member to hear the rest of the conversation. Buymeacoffee.com slash Theology of Music. Sign up for any level of membership. You'll get access to the full episode, the video, and the audio. Uh, and then also, just you get to support a great podcast. I think it's great, but you know, you can say you don't care. And that's fine. Inflation's real. I get it. All right, so it's okay. But with that... Jeff, thank you so much for for being on this podcast. We're going to keep talking, obviously, but thank you for being on this podcast. And I hope you have a great Lord's Day as you, I think you said you're going to this last two Sundays preaching. Yeah, so this this Sunday I'm not at at Catholic, but yeah, I've got two more Sundays in July that I'll be preaching. Okay, well, I I hope you have great Lord's Days as you preach and as you don't. Uh, But also, all the listeners, I hope you have a great Lord's Day as you worship together corporately. But with that, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll we'll talk to you later. See you.